You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports, talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Hey, you know what to do. You're grown. You know what's right. 19, 16, I I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's 1 o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to College Loop Podcast, episode 55 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Lark, at you boy the tank on Twitter. Just me in the studio today. My co-hosts are either at the lake or the T-Swift concert. I'll let y'all in the comments decide who is where. But yeah, let's just get right into it. Auburn football news. Uh, quarterback Casey Thompson has entered the transfer portal officially out of Nebraska and is already planning a visit or is on his visit or currently is done with his visit, depending on when exactly you are watching this, at Auburn. And I think this gives Auburn their starting quarterback if he were to commit. And, I mean, as soon as he enters the portal, he is right on campus at Auburn. I think it's already – I don't want to – I'm not going to say a lock or anything. I'm going to say it's already a good chance. I think that Hugh Freeze can bring in a guy like Casey Thompson. And as much as we've been talking about how Holden Jariner and Rob, Robbie Ashford can win this job, and I know I just said Jariner again. I'm sorry, comments. Garner, it's going to take a lot of time for me to get you saying Garner. But with Casey Thompson uh, in the running, I, I think this actually gives Auburn their starting quarterback without a doubt if Casey Thompson were to come to the Plains. Just because I think he offers – the same athletic ability that Robbie Ashford can give and probably a more potent passing game than Holden Gurner can. And I, I think looking at it from that point of view, I, I think Auburn desperately needs Casey Thompson on this team because right now I think Casey Thompson, uh, whether or not you look at his season at Nebraska and you know Nebraska didn't have the greatest season last year under coach Scott Frost, whether or not that'll change under Matt Rule is to be to, to be uh, determined, and that's coming off as a sly remark because I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, and leave that by saying, uh, Bryce Young, thank you. I hope you are enjoying Charlotte, North Carolina, as much as I am enjoying that you are also in Charlotte, North Carolina. But looking at it I, from the point of view, back to Auburn, Casey Thompson probably gives you more wins, and it gives you a higher ceiling for an Auburn team that's biggest uh, missing piece is that quarterback position. And you look at it from the point that uh, Robbie Ashford still needs to work on some things. Uh, he just needs to trust his offensive line a little bit more and get a little bit more of a touch on the ball when throwing it. Uh, looking at Holden Garner, mobility in the pocket, it, it desperately needs to be uh, heightened. It needs to be up, up, upgraded, I guess is the word, getting better, practiced, uh, whichever synonym you want to use for that. Uh, just because, and I, I think Casey Thompson offers the best of both worlds. Uh, and you look at it from, I think Auburn with Casey Thompson might have uh, probably a top five, top six, top seven quarterback in the SEC. And whether or not you think top seven is good, the SEC is getting really good at quarterbacks. And I got to be honest with you, I, I would take Casey Thompson over Tyler Buechner. Uh, and I would desperately take Casey Thompson over either Chance Nolan or Ben Bryant, because y'all must know my thoughts on those two quarterbacks. Uh, but I, I think that you look at it from the point of from also from the, the fact that if Auburn were to start Casey Thompson 
I think the LSU game gets a little bit more interesting. I think the SEC conference game, I think Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they get a little bit more interesting. I, and I know we talked about Auburn was predicted to go five and seven, that we think Auburn could win at Ole Miss and could win against Mississippi State. Austin, the Iron Bowl gets a lot more interesting because I think with a quarterback like Casey Thompson, I think he offers the same abilities that where you sing from a Hugh Freeze style quarterback. And one thing about Hugh Freeze, he's beaten Nick Saban not once, but twice at Ole Miss. And I got to say, I think this is one of the, this, this Auburn team is getting slightly underrated the more and more we talk about it, just because I, I, I think the wide receiver room is pretty stacked for what it's worth. And the running back room is the running back room. And, you know, Jarquez West Hunter is probably going to be the best running back in the SEC next year. The O-line is better than last year. It's better than the year before. It's better than maybe 2017's O-line. It could be. It definitely has the potential to be that. This offense gets very dangerous with Casey Thompson coming in at quarterback. If, again, hypothetical speak, hypothetically speaking, we don't know if he is going to commit, but all signs maybe point to it. You know, you don't usually transfer out of a out of a school and then immediately another school in less than 24 hours. It's crazy. Uh, and maybe I'm just talking out of my ass here, but Casey Thompson would be the starting quarterback as soon as he signs his letter of intent to play at Auburn. As soon as the transfer goes through, he will be the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers in 2023. And I said without a doubt in my mind, unless Robbie Ashford just grows a Peyton Manning arm, and Holton Gurner like turns into like Michael Vick on the bottom half of his body. Casey Thompson will be the starting quarterback, and I think he desperately raised the ceiling for Auburn's win and loss percentage. And I know we talk about how I think Auburn's nine and three with a starting quarterback with a transfer portal quarterback, and I think that still resides. Uh, I look at the hardest games on the schedule: uh, Georgia. I I'm chalking up uh, just because that defense. Uh, Georgia is probably the best team in the country as it stands right now. The LSU game is in Baton Rouge, so that's where I kind of like draw the line at being a little too sunshine pumpy. I look at it that Iron Bowl I is in Auburn. I don't want to say that Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl, but I will say with Casey Thompson at quarterback, the Iron Bowl should be in the favor of the home team. Just a little bit, unless Bama's Tyler, unless Tyler Buchner is just the next coming of, I guess, Mac Jones at uh, Alabama. But uh, Tyler Buchner, I, I think that you go into the season, Auburn's no longer seen as a bottom feeder in the SEC, especially to some people who think they understand how this Auburn roster really looks. The secondary is good. The linebackers still need help at the linebacker core. That if if Casey Thompson transfers to Auburn, linebacker is going to be priority number one. Uh, and same thing with edge rushers. I'm going to get to edge rushers in a second, uh, talking about Dylan Brooks. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Casey Thompson, if he transfers to Auburn uh, the next weekend and the next couple of days and the next week, he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Auburn Tigers. And that is without a doubt. And whether or not that leaves some players a little upset and probably entering the portal shortly after that, it is what it is. Uh, I can't say that I wouldn't take Casey Thompson over anybody in this quarterback room as it stands right now. And he has two years of eligibility. So that gives him a year right now. And it'll give him a year 
until Walker White comes in to play for his sophomore year. In other Auburn news, Dylan Brooks, the edge rusher, has entered the transfer portal. Last season he got a sack, I think a forced fumble, and uh, not a lot of playing time. Uh, Dylan Brooks was now, I think, he would be edge rusher number three, right behind Elijah McAllister and Keldrick Falk, the five-star, four-star uh, edge rusher from the class 2023, and Elijah McAllister, the transfer from Vanderbilt. So Dylan Brooks didn't like where he stood in the edge rushing room, and he's a talented dude. Uh, he just wrong, uh, wrong, or I guess right team, wrong time. Uh, he, he would start if Keldrick Falk wasn't here or Elijah McAllister wasn't here. But the D-line coach did not like, I guess, what he saw. So he went and got a older presence on the edge. And, of course, they recruited Keldrick Fox. So Dylan Brooks is now in the portal. This is something we pretty much expected to happen ever since Elijah McAllister transfer happened and Keldrick Fox signed. The room got really loaded really quick. So now Dylan Brooks is out, and he's going to be looking for a place where he can start, and I can't blame him. He's talented. Uh, He flipped from Tennessee. Came to Auburn under Brian Harson. Didn't get to play that much. I don't think he really got to see playing time until after Harson got fired, which is crazy about a lot of players, uh, especially that's like the second player I could say that about that's transferred, which is crazy and wild to think about in a number of ways. But yeah, Dylan Brooks uh, officially in the portal. Maybe cause, not not cause for concern, but a, a cause for Auburn to maybe take a peek at the edge rushing uh, transfers in the portal as a step. As it is right now. All right. And then the NFL draft is officially over. Five Auburn Tigers got drafted in the 2023 NFL draft, which actually won more than I thought it was going to be. And in addition of a guy who I didn't think was going to get picked. So just go from top to bottom. Derek Hall went round two, pick 37 to the Seattle Seahawks. Tank Bigsby, round three, pick 88 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Colby Wooden went round four, pick 116 to the Green Bay Packers. Owen Papo, round five, pick 168 to the Arizona Cardinals. And Anders Carlson getting drafted in the sixth round, pick 207 to the Green Bay Packers. So the Packers picked up two Auburn players, Colby Wooten and Anders Carlson both. And Auburn also had a fair number of signees, uh, pretty much all the guys we expected to get signed. Echo Leota to my Carolina Panthers. John Samuel Schenker to the Las Vegas Raiders. And Shedrick Jackson got signed to the Cincinnati Bengals, which continues the streak of the Cincinnati Bengals picking up dudes who can run a 4-2-40. Yeah, I I think all of these are pretty decent landing spots. Uh, Derek Hall is probably, I don't think he's going to be the starter right away, but he's definitely going to be a star for the Seattle Seahawks in years to come. Tank Bigsby is going to be more of a complimentary back to Travis Etienne. But you can't really complain about that whenever your quarterback's going to be the best quarterback in his division, and he's probably going to go to playoffs year one. Colby Wooten, uh, round four pick. I, I think that he's going to be playing at least in year one. I don't think he'll be starting, uh, but the Packers is a pretty nice place to go, uh, depending on how Jordan Love plays. On Papo to the Cards, it makes sense. Uh, it's a different coach, but the Cards picked up Isaiah Simmons, and I've been comparing Ome Papo to Isaiah Simmons all daggum offseason long. So, yeah, uh, it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Andres Carlson, the Packers, I think this just means that they're done with their old kicker, Mason Crosby. So maybe get a guy you're going to try to mold into being the next uh, great Packers kicker. Not really much to say about the signees. Uh, John Samuel Schenker uh, going to the Raiders. Uh, You just get more depth in the tight end position after they traded Darren Waller. 
Shady Jackson just give Joe Burrow more weapons, and maybe you can give Shady Jackson a little bit better hands uh, than what we saw on his uh, film at Auburn. And Akuleota, you know what? The future Super Bowl champs, Carolina Panthers, just need depth at the edge rusher position. So get Akuleota. You get a great depth piece and a guy who is probably going to be starting very soon for, if not the Panthers, for a team in general. And excuse me while I cough. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. All right, now to get started on basketball news as I get the ticker ready. All right, Matthew Cleveland has not announced where he is going yet, but Auburn is looking like a strong lean because he's been posting about Auburn on his story. And he was in Auburn, uh, I believe, last weekend or this week in general. He He's interested. He's very interested in Auburn. And I would be baffled if he didn't transfer to Auburn. And I, I think he offers uh, a immediate starter at that three position, which is a position Auburn desperately needs a starter in. And he makes the Auburn team way better. Way better, I think, uh, than what uh, Auburn currently has. Because right now, I, I think that looking at it from the standpoint of... Uh, words are hard, actually, whenever you're talking to yourself. Uh, looking at it from the standpoint of Auburn's depth, Auburn's depth chart all the way through, I think... Jay Will is probably going to get drafted, and I think that's going to be the last of the Auburn Tigers to get drafted in this draft. He's going to be probably a round two guy. So that leaves Auburn an empty position at the three role. And I think when you have a guy like Matthew Cleveland come in, who's a six foot seven guard uh, slash forward, who can come in and stroke the three. That's what Auburn has been missing for the longest time. And or I don't say longest time, uh, a year is not that long of a time, but it feels long whenever, you know, last season happened. But yeah, hopefully Matthew Cleveland commits soon. It's gonna, it'll be awesome. It'll be huge. It'll be a reaction video about it, so get ready for that. And another Auburn basketball news, Aiden Holloway, uh, it's not uh, bad news. It's very, very good news because 24-7 Sports Composite updated their rankings again, and Aiden Holloway, Shot up. Uh, he is now ranked as a 0.9918 prospect in on 24-7 sports composite. Uh, it just shows. Uh, I guess like most Auburn teams, uh, like i.e. baseball, like we talk about in a little bit, they're getting hot at the right time. Aiden Holloway played in the All-American game, and I guess they re-ranked uh, him, and now he's a five-star per their composite. Number three point guard in the class. Number three in the state of California. 18 uh, ranked player nationally. Aiden Holloway, certified legend, is going to be a starter 
and a star for the Auburn Tigers next year. And now to move on to women's basketball, Auburn picked up their uh what I just words. Oh Lord, uh where is my notes? There it is. Picked up their third signee of the class of 2023 and their sixth edition since the offseason has started. They signed forward Yakia Milton from Mandarin High School in Florida. She's a six foot four forward. And me and Tar and Daniel have all been talking about how Auburn women's basketball desperately needs a forward. And this is it. Uh, and Auburn went for size. She's 6'4", and that that's huge. And not only in the height sense, but in the uh, the sense of Auburn is actually going for height. And we talked about how, I think Daniel talked about how Coach Jay didn't have an SEC roster the past two seasons. I think this is starting to go in the correct direction for that. And it shouldn't take long for Auburn to uh, make it to March Madness for women's uh, for women's hoops. All right, now to get to the wild sports that have gone on this weekend: baseball, two and zero against number two team in the country. We did not expect that in the slightest. I am going to warn y'all that that was not something that we were ready for. We we said sell, sell your soul for a Friday win, and then just take it and then get ready for LSU next week. Well. Auburn baseball and British Thompson must have heard us because they went into Columbia, South Carolina, stared at the number two team in the country and didn't falter whatsoever. Friday night, you went eight to three behind the arm of Tommy Vale, who has emerged as Auburn's premier Friday night starter. And then Saturday or yesterday went in and took it nine to five and another solid performance from the Auburn bullpen. Uh, I, I mean, you give up uh, five runs, but Christian Her- Herberholz, sorry, that's going to be hard to say. Gave up a run in four innings, had six strikeouts. Uh, Chase Isbell came, came in, only gave up two, and Connor Copeland came in and wrapped up the game and got Auburn the win and himself the win. Uh, just a crazy all-round performance, and, I mean, you can't go without talking about Cooper McMurray, who is, again, cranking balls over the freaking fence and he did it twice yesterday a dude is just crazy I, I i i don't know how he can just he just does it and he i wish i could do it yeah, i do because mcmurray is playing at a high level right now nate larue even hit a home run on uh yesterday uh, the auburn Auburn's getting hot at the right time. And it's crazy to think about. I hope I'm not jinxing anything. I'm knocking on wood as we speak. It's crazy that just a few weeks ago, a few episodes ago, probably, we were getting ready to chalk this whole season up as a failure. And maybe we still can. Maybe we still should. But the this is your second series win in a row. You took down, uh, I think, Mississippi State and a tough game overall. You you lose to Troy, and we were just ready to say, well, that's it. You desperately need to win these games again. You desperately need to win at least one game against both these teams to help your RPI. And I don't think anything helps your RPI more than going down to Columbia, South Carolina, or I guess going up to South Columbia, South Carolina, and taking down number two team in the country. And of course, they have a game today. At two o'clock p.m., uh, get ready. Uh, Auburn will go for the sweep. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'd be shocked. Sunday night, 
Sunday games are usually the one where the bullpen isn't the best. And maybe it's just a, a an outlier. Maybe this is just a, a weird weekend where Auburn pitching has just been cracked out of their mind for whatever reason, other than the fact that nothing is normal when you wear that burnt orange and navy blue. But yeah, Auburn baseball, crazy. Uh, and after South Carolina, they'll don't have a, they don't have a midweek, so they'll be preparing for number one LSU, which I'm if I'm not mistaken, is that in Baton Rouge? I wish I had someone here to tell me that as I look around. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's in Baton Rouge or not. That is unfortunate for me. Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna keep mumbling about how great Auburn baseball has been the past two days, just cranking the ball over the fence, no problem whatsoever. And they play LSU in Plainsman Park. So, yeah, that's huge to get LSU right after you take down the number two team in the country. And hopefully it, Auburn just goes 6-0 in the next two weeks. And you know what? The RPI shoots up. All right, and now to wrap up the show with softball. They have now split the series with South Carolina. Day one or Friday, Maddie Penta does what Maddie Penta does. Auburn could not hit the ball. Michaela Packer hit her hundredth hit, got her hundredth hit. She singled to left, left. She singled to left field, and Auburn scored off of that. Uh, yeah, and that got Auburn to win. Uh, it, it was in the fourth, so I can't really do my oh, uh, uh, walk off video. I wish I could. I guess I could technically, because uh, it technically was a walk off for the win. Uh, it just had to play three more innings after it. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, yesterday came uh, Auburn's pitching. Uh, it, it, no, dis, I'm not gonna talk very. I'm not gonna talk low of Annabelle Weidra and Emma Rolf. They did what they could. Uh, you couldn't help the fact that South Carolina just came in, and I, I say South Carolina. Uh, I'm their catcher. I'm worried to say that Gilu, Gilia Desiderio. Dario, maybe that's that right. I don't think I did, uh, but we're gonna go with it. Uh, just came in and just hit the ever living crap out of the ball. Second inning, she hit an out at first, which well, she bunted out and had an RBI bunt, uh, because they threw the first. Then she homered in the fourth inning, and then the fifth inning, after well, the fifth inning, they had a home run, and then Desiderio came back up and singled to left field. And got two other South Carolina girls over the plate. But yeah, and you can't really help that. Uh, it happens. All you can do is just put your faith behind Maddie Penta, who's been the best one of the, the probably, you know what? I'm going to say the best pitcher in college softball the past three or four weeks. So yeah, you just put your faith in Maddie Penta. Auburn hopefully wins this series. Uh, I don't want to say they desperately need it, but it definitely helps to win it before they go to Mississippi State and, of course, the SEC tournament. So, yeah, that's the show. Uh, yeah, Auburn baseball is crazy. Football might have their quarterback soon. Men's basketball recruiting is heating up a little bit, I guess. Women's basketball has been heating up. And softball, just put your face behind Mighty Penta. Can never go wrong with that. But, yeah, I'm Dylan Lark, at your boy the tank on Twitter. If you're watching, it's just right there, at your boy the tank, right? They're looking at it. It's right there. Go follow me on Twitter. And if you are listening as at Y-A-B-O-I, the tank, go wish me a happy belated birthday. It's coming out two days afterwards. I'm not 23. Jordan year? Yes. Uh, I have started that as we speak. 
But yeah, go follow the College Loop literally everywhere. That is on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, YouTube as well. Sorry, I was blanking at social medias. And then if you want to listen to us, you go follow, you can go check us out at Spotify, Amazon Music, Am- Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also catch me on Auburn Daily Show every Monday with Lance Tarr and Wednesday, of course, with Harrison Tarr when he is not on a boat. But yeah, with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. Yeah.